0: This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer.
1: Nearly 200 Houston hospital workers will be fired after a two-week suspension if they don't comply with a vaccine requirement. Houston Methodist President, Dr. Mark Boom, sent an email in April to employees saying that they must receive at least the first dose of the vaccine by June 7th, or they would face suspension and termination. 99% of the 25,000 workers in the organization were vaccinated by the deadline, according to one news outlet. But then... The hospital got sued. Houston Methodist is the first major healthcare system to force employees to be vaccinated, according to the lawsuit filed by over 100 employees. The lawsuit claims that David Bernard, the CEO of Houston Methodist San Jacinto Hospital, explicitly stated that immunity was more important than his employees' personal freedoms. vaccination, he said, is more important than your individual freedom. Every one of you is replaceable, he said. If you don't like what you're doing, you can leave and we'll replace your spot. He said Methodist Hospital is forcing its employees to be human guinea pigs. Actually, that's what the lawsuit says. The Methodist Hospital is enforcing its employees to be human guinea pigs as a condition for continued employment. Are you... Are your children being forced to become human guinea pigs by the mandate, for instance, of the governor of Virginia, that every state institution, every state college and university should mandate the vaccination and that there would be no exemptions, religious exemptions or any other exemptions? Wow. Are you beginning to sense what this is coming to? We want to talk about that here on Viewpoint today. And I'm glad that you've joined us. By the way, if you did not pick up our program about three Fridays ago, I think it was on a Friday, called Vaccine Wars, I urge you to go back and listen to it. Many people all over the country have listened to that program and have been deeply touched and moved by it. Vaccine Wars, right there on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, under the Viewpoint Archives. The Epoch Times on May 12th came out with the statement on its cover that uh, 2.4 million college students would face a vaccine mandate. It was a review from 130 universities across the country. More than 180 colleges and university campuses across the country are requiring more than 2.4 million students to produce proof of vaccination. That was as of a month ago. That is, if they were going to attend in-person classes this fall, regardless of whether the students had acquired immunity to the virus or not. The number of schools with a mandate is likely to grow. In fact, it has grown dramatically. And if the Food and Drug Administration grants full approval for one or more of the vaccines, you can expect it to metastasize all across the country. That is the mandate. None of the schools currently accepted acquired immunity as an exemption, even amid evidence that prior infection results in broad and lasting protection from the virus. Now, why would that be? They don't care about your freedom. They don't even care about your body. So what do they care about? What is this really about? If we can get down to the heart of the matter, and the heart of the matter is always the heart, what is the heart of the matter? What is it that's motivating these institutions and governors and uh, the president and so on? What is it that's motivating these people to mandate this vaccine. Particularly when the former vice president of Pfizer sent out an urgent appeal to humanity. I have it right in my hands. An urgent appeal to humanity. Dr. Michael Yadin, who left Pfizer in 2011 as vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory, has spent more than 30 years in some of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies, guiding new research in medicines. After leaving Pfizer, he founded Zeraco, a biotech company, which he sold in 2017. He holds a degree in biochemistry and toxicology and research-based PhD in respiratory pharmacology and held the senior-most research position in his field. And last November... When Pfizer announced that its coronavirus vaccine was 90% effective in preventing COVID-19, an emergency use authorization was granted for the Food and Drug Administration within weeks. Upon hearing this news, Dr. Yaden, whose professional goal has always been to address unmet medical needs, using all modes of new medical treatments as long as they are proven safe, immediately warned. And here's his warning there is absolutely no need for vaccines to extinguish the pandemic. I've never heard such nonsense talked about vaccines. You do not vaccinate people who aren't at risk from a disease, and you don't set about planning to vaccinate millions of fit and healthy people with a vaccine that hasn't been extensively tested on human subjects. Several months later, noticing the COVID-19 vaccine campaign was front and center, Dr. Yaden, despite being heavily fact-checked and censored, issued another dire warning. Essentially, it was an appeal to the world. In an eye-opening Planet Lockdown video published in late April, Dr. Yaden delivered a heartfelt plea extending to humanity enough detailed and specific information to, at the very least, initiate even among the greatest of skeptics a hard pause to seriously ponder the pandemic declaring, quote, I am fervently against unsafe medicines or medicines used in an inappropriate context. And so some of the things I am going to say are not favorable to the current crop of gene-based vaccines and it's for that reason that they are being inappropriately used, and I don't think they have sufficient safety profiles to be used as a sort of wide-spectrum public health prophylactic. Now, with his extensive background in biotechnology and the pharmaceutical industry, Dr. Yaden was quick to point out that he is pro-new medical entities that treat unmet needs and to do it safely. Regardless of whether it's a vaccine or a some other uh, uh, therapeutic uh, medicine, pill or tablet. He commented that his love for biology goes back to his childhood. But he said, what we're being told about this virus and what we need to do in order to stay safe was simply not true. For example, early on in the UK, there were enormous changes made in the attribution of causes of death. We'd never had anything as absurd as the rule that is now used. So if you should die within 28 days of having a positive result using an inappropriate test, using molecular biology, then you will be declared to have died of COVID-19. That's just wrong. And it's not just a matter of disagreeing professionally. It is complete nonsense. Oh, and we're not finished. I hope you'll stay tuned, friends.
0: O-R-G.
1: Dr. Yaden, former vice president for the Pfizer Corporation that has produced one of the three major vaccines that are being promoted today by industry and by your government, has sent out a warning, an urgent appeal to humanity. Don't believe it, he said. The tests are unreliable and untrustworthy. In fact, he called them completely fraudulent. He said you simply cannot run a technique like they have done in the so-called tests on an industrial scale and expect the results to be meaningful, and they're not. One of the frauds our government and the people they hired to run the testing have done is they refuse to entertain the idea that there is something called a false positive rate. Next, he talked about the unprecedented lockdowns. He said, they're not going to save us. You don't quarantine people who aren't sick. Then he went on to say this. So basically, everything your government has told you about this virus and everything that you need to do to stay safe is a lie, every part of it. He said, I know I'll be challenged on that, and it's all to do with control. It's all to do with control. Did you hear that? It has to do, it's all to do with control. Every piece is cleverly chosen with adjacency to something that probably is true, but is itself a lie. and has led people to where I believe we are right now. And I don't normally use phrases like this, but I think we are on the very gates of hell. Did you hear that? I think we are on the very gates of hell. Do you think this is worth listening to? Do you think that this man has an axe to grind? He has been one of the most respected leaders and experts in the field. It doesn't seem to me, as a trial lawyer, that he has an axe to grind. He said, I'm here to tell you today that there's something very, very bad happening, and if you don't pay attention, you will soon lose any chance to do anything about it. He said, it's not just my life, but more importantly, that of my children and grandchildren that is being stolen from us by a systematic process of fear and control that is going to culminate in what will be some very horrible times. And he said, I am desperate to wake you up. Desperate to wake you up. That doesn't sound like the language that you normally would hear from doctors, does it? No. Which tells me that there's something that is generating an unusual passion by Dr. Heardin. He believes, obviously, that there's something that is happening through politics and the intermixing of politics and medicine and perhaps even religion that is, in a euphemistic or metaphorical way, taking us to the portals of hell. He stressed that if we don't take control and stop all of this in the next few weeks, the current madness will be over. Tearfully, he warned, he believes if we allow society to reach a place where we need digital vaccine passports to move about freely, We have lost any chance to bring back life as we know it. And I agree. Viewpoint determines destiny, friends. And our viewpoint is determining destiny. We want to talk a little bit more about this issue because it's not just what Dr. Yerden has said, but it's what's happening with facts on the ground many of which which are just coming to light because they're being forced into the light. This report came from WorldTribune.com. U.S. intelligence suppressed dissenting views on the origin of COVID. Why? Why would the U.S. intelligence suppress dissenting views on the COVID origin? Because they had a reason to suppress them. That's why. And why would that be? Well, have you noticed the fraternization that Dr. Fauci has shown with China over the years? And actually now, the evidence has come out that he has facilitated the funding of the Wuhan Lab with American money. And even to advance the genetic aspect of it, the gaining of the genetic force to create a very dangerous virus. How do they do that? They funneled the money through another organization so that they could argue that they didn't give the money to Wuhan. Oh, but they did. They just facilitated or laundered it through another organization. It has just come out. Motivation, friends. As a trial lawyer, one of the things that you want to do In cross-examining a witness is find out what their ulterior motives are. And you want to question them about their various motives and the various activities and things that they have said or not said in order to discover why they really did what they did or didn't do what they didn't do other than for the reasons that they have expressed. In other words, you want to get at the truth. And it has been said that cross-examination is the greatest engine of truth ever created by man. Well, to a certain extent, we're doing a bit of that cross-examination here, even though we don't actually have Dr. Fauci or any of these other folks right here on the program. We're actually using the evidence. We're setting up the situation, and then we're using the evidence before you as the jury so that you can hear what is really taking place, and putting it all together in a composite. Not disjointed, as you might find in the news media, or if you could find it in the news media, that is, but to tie it together, connect the dots in such a way that we can at least make some sense out of it and make a reasoned conclusion. That's the goal. A reasoned conclusion. An immunologist by the name of Dr. Bridle has written about the damage from spike proteins. He's an associate professor, a viral immunologist at the Department of Pathology, uh, Pathobiology at the University of Gulf. The spike proteins generated by both the mRNA vaccines don't stay in the shoulder muscle, he said, but spread to the brain, the heart the ovaries, etc. in other words, to your organs. They also know that the spike protein is what causes the damage with COVID. And now, he said, it's clear how it is causing so much damage in other parts of the bodies of the vaccinated. If civilization survives, he said. Now, this is a pretty strong statement coming from an immunologist. Why doesn't he tout the company line or the government line or the globalist line that everything's wonderful, everything's cool, everybody needs to get a vaccine, and that's the only way we can save the world from this virus? Can we do the same with the flu? With any of the flus? No. Why this one? Because... The globalists have seen, friends, that this was their ultimate moment to be seized to drive their globalist agenda for the New World Order and the Great Reset by 2030. I hope you're listening. That's the ultimate motivation. Now, yes, there are financial motivations. Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Johnson & Johnson, and so on, uh, AstraZeneca, they're, they're making Boku millions, maybe billions of dollars. And now we find out, after the fact, that the so-called vaccine doesn't actually provide immunity. And if it does, maybe for six months. And then you've got to get a backup shot. And who knows what that's going to do to you, as many people are discovering but that's not going to be enough now, because once they said you have to get the backup shot, now they say you have to get one every year. And after that, they're going to tell you you got to get another one every year until maybe Bill Gates' invention, for which he has filed a patent on March 13th, the year 2020, with the U.S. Patent Office to merge a vaccine with an economic device, nano dot computer chip in your body that will completely remove the need for currency as we know it in our world, all over the world, so that every person on the planet should be injected with this particular item so that we can solve so many problems and provide greater security for you and against uh, invasion of your economics and so on, because you'll have it right there. Your identity will be right implanted in you. All of your medical history, all of your economic facts, your bank records, everything will be in you. You will not need to go to the bank anymore. You will not need to write a check. You will not even need a credit card. It will all be right there in you. For that's who you are now in the face of the coming global government. A number. Not a person, but a number. Think about the implications. Let's go further. A Stanford epidemiologist called Dr. Anthony Fauci's flip-flopping for the beginning of the global coronavirus pandemic to now saying the science is not it did not change. Only Fauci did. He said, I think his credibility is entirely shot. This is a Stanford professor. He noted Fauci's changing messaging during the pandemic. In the early days of the pe- epidemic, he was quite a sensible person, said the doctor. He understood, I'm not using his name because I don't know how to pronounce it. It's an Indian name. He understood immunity. He understood the necessity of not panicking the population. Something happened in late February where he just flipped on a dime. It wasn't the science that was changing. Something else happened where he just changed, said the doctor. He made a mistake that no epidemiologist should make. He conflated the case of mortality rate with the infection mortality rate. And there's many, many times more people with infections of COVID than were caught, especially back then. And he should have known that. It was an enormous mistake, said the doctor. And mask guidance changes were just a sample of Fauci's misleading the public with his altering of policies that were not supported by actual science. Yes, he said, you should change your mind when science changes. But what is that science that changed, that convinced him that masks are the most effective way? It didn't. Because the known science in the literature was that masks don't make any difference of any significance whatsoever. So what was the purpose? Control. And that's why Dr. Burks came out about six months ago on national television and expressed shock. She said, we have been surprised. No, talking about her and Dr. Fauci, we have been surprised that the American people were so easily and quickly willing to submit to our demands they didn't expect that of the American people and maybe you didn't either because we're willing to give up freedom now because of fear just the opposite of the way it was when our country was born our founders were willing to give up and endure fear in order to gain freedom what's the future of freedom now think about it
0: there is so much more about chuck chrismeyer and save america ministries on our website saveus.org for example under the marriage section god has marriage on his mind chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries' website at SaveUS.org.
1: Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Meyer. We take a look at a dire warning that was delivered by the former vice president of Pfizer, He was a leading researcher. In fact, he was virtually the head guy up to 2011. And he came out with a dire warning to America and to all of us that if we don't get control of this and stop yielding to the control factor and the deceptive mandates that are being imposed upon us for nefarious ends, there will be no further freedom and all hope will be gone. He's right. How far can you allow freedom to flee from you out of your grasp while intentionally conducting yourself in such a way that you accede to the demands of those who seek to take away that freedom every day? Well, That's kind of what happened in New Hampshire. They called it the prom from hell. Unvaccinated students were treated like prisoners in Nazi Germany. They were attending a prom in Exeter, New Hampshire and were forced to be marked with a Sharpie pen to enter and then tracked through the evening. And parents reported on this to a state representative. The angry constituents informed the state representative of what happened at Exeter High School that prom night. They were on the dance floor and they used, they had to raise their hands after every three songs so their numbers could be recorded by other underclass students for contact tracing purposes. There's even more to the story, but this alone is surprising. We truly feel that they are literally branding our kids if they don't get this experimental emergency-approved vaccine. The representative reported another constituent who said they also left the list of student names, first and last, with the info on whether they were vaccinated or not on a table outside after the prom. I found it the next morning, who said... This information should not have been shared and should never be left with anyone who could have access to it. Another constituent said the unvaccinated students were treated like the prisoners in a Nazi Germany camp, while another said marking them, thus singling them out and then having to raise their hands is beyond tolerable. This is just one more illustration. They were numbered with a sharpie if you were not vaccinated. They're separating the people. Intentionally, friends, this is the process of separation. They have to divide in order to conquer. And if you think it's just with regard to the virus and the vaccine, you are wrong. This, my friend, is just the preliminary engine being used for the far more nefarious end of dividing the people politically and then religiously. And it's coming. But before we talk more about that, let's take a look actually at the damage that is being done as a result the risks and the damage with regard to this uh, experimental so-called vaccine. Some question whether it truly is a vaccine. It certainly doesn't provide immunity, not the way you would think. You get much better immunity from having the virus. First of all, Rand Paul declared, and this had to come through Israel National News, more children have died from suicide than from COVID. Rand Paul made that clear in a town hall meeting. More children have died from suicide than from COVID. Does that matter to those who seek to control? No, because their goal is control, not health. An MSNBC legal analyst, I'm looking at her right now, a very beautiful black woman, Midwin Charles. 47-year-old, passed away one month after receiving the last experimental coronavirus shot. She was proud. I'm vaccinated, she announced. Later, she began to experience fatigue after the shot. She had always been active, and now she's dead. This report from NBC News yesterday, or was it today? I received this report first from a doctor. The doctor was traveling in Chicago and texted me this site. I had already heard about it on television, but texted me, a doctor tested me, texted me this site, NBCnews.com. More young adults than expected have reported heart inflammation following COVID-19 vaccination. A higher than usual number of cases of a type of heart inflammation has been reported following COVID-19 vaccination, especially a young, among young men following their second dose of the mRNA vaccine. By the way, this is confirmed now by the Centers for Disease Control yesterday. Over 226 cases of myocarditis or pericarditis have, after vaccination, in people younger than 30 have been confirmed. Normally, fewer than 100 cases would be expected for this age group, said the CDC. Teenagers and people in their 20s accounted for more than half of the myocarditis cases according to the CDC's Safer Monitoring System. They know things are not good, but it doesn't matter. It's just a minor risk given the fact that we want to control the people. Myocarditis is a condition that involves inflammation of the heart muscle. Symptoms can include fever and fatigue, as well as shortness of breath and a very specific type of chest pain. Patients tend to say their chest hurts more when they lean forward, and the pain tends to abate when they lean back. When needed, treatment may involve anti-inflammatory drugs or even intravenous medication. I don't know about you, but I don't want any of my grandchildren or anyone else, actually, to take this virus, uh, this vaccine. And it's not just the CDC, friends. Israel's health ministry on Tuesday of this week found heart inflammation cases observed mainly in young men who received the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine in Israel. Pfizer said in a statement it was aware of the Israeli observations of myocarditis and then said there was no causal link to its vaccine that's been established. In other words, let's pretend they didn't have it before. Let's just pretend that uh, it's not happening. Hear no evil, see no evil. Let's just get on with it. We're making untold billions. In Israel, 275 cases of myocarditis were reported between December of uh, 2020 and May 2021 among more than 5 million vaccinated people but these were primarily among the young primarily among young men aged 16 to 30 aren't those the very people in the demographic that is being mandated by our colleges and universities, and by governors in state universities, that you have to receive the vaccine if you're going to go back to school? The very people who are most at risk for taking the vaccine and who are least at risk for catching the virus or for being harmed by it when they do catch it. What kind of upside-down thinking is this? Is this the rational thinking of true people, people who are truly interested in health, or do they have a much deeper interest in something far greater called globalism, a one-world government? They're developing what... what, uh, uh, the Russian Times calls a two-tiered society. In other words, dividing the people all over the world, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Why do governments consider them such a threat? Would you like to know why? Because if you didn't get the vaccination, you revealed that you couldn't be controlled. And if you can't be controlled then you're not likely to submit to the next orders that are coming down the pike that are far more serious. Not only affecting your health, but affecting your conscience. In fact, the governor of Virginia said that there would be no conscience exception to students being mandated to receive the vi- the vaccination to go back to school. No conscience exception. Are you listening? In other words, no religious exception. No exception as as it relates to uh serious health problems or so on? No. No exceptions. It's a it's about control, friends. It's about absolute control. Is anybody yet listening? When we get back, if you haven't already figured out, we'll tell you why you might just want to listen if you haven't heard yet. This is Viewpoint, and Viewpoint determines destiny. It is determining destiny right before your eyes. We'll be back.
0: Have you ever considered what the early church was like?
1: Wars, shall we say, I urge you, if you not have not seen or listened to our program of about uh, three weeks ago called The Vaccine Wars, that you do so because you will listen to five doctors, five doctors who are discussing some of their serious concerns, things that we haven't even talked about today because we talked about them then. Right there on our website, saveus.org. I urge you to go back and pick that up. Now, Sweden. Sweden is supposed to be one of the more liberal countries, in fact, the most liberal country in the world. I regret to say that I'm half Swedish. I don't like what's been happening there. But the Russian Times reported, you couldn't hear this in America, reported that Sweden recorded over 30,000 side effects from COVID vaccines. An official tally of suspected side effects resulting from COVID vaccination in Sweden, as of a month ago, had reached 31,844 reports of adverse reactions. Why? Why these adverse reactions? Well, we expect that with medications there are adverse reactions. But remember, remember that these vaccinations are experimental. They haven't yet been approved by the FDA. They're experimental. They've been rushed out. And here is a report that came in three weeks ago from the World Tribune. Suppressing data on ivermectin cost a half a million lives. That's the report of Dr. Pierre Corey of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance showing that the World Health Organization knowingly suppressed data on the effectiveness of ivermectin against the virus in order to benefit the vaccine interests of big pharma. He said it's criminal. It's literally criminal. The drug could have saved a half a million lives this year if it had been approved. Well, it is approved, but not for this purpose. And if it had been approved for this purpose, guess what? It would have cost big pharma billions of dollars that they were depending upon and that the globalists seeking a one-world order were depending upon the cooperation and unity, oneness of big pharma and big industry to support their efforts for a one-world government. They needed each other. So they were willing to sell out the life of at least a half a million people for money and power. That's what they did. It's sheer wickedness. There are going to be hundreds, if not thousands, who are going to pay before God on Judgment Day for what they have done. Some of it surreptitiously. Some of it openly. But all of it, either through force or threat of force. Through force or threat of force. Now, there is a legal term. As lawyers, one of the definitions of A criminal act is that it takes place through force or threat of force. It doesn't have to be actually the actual force if there's the threat of force and the belief on the part of the person that they are being compelled through a threat to do something. Now, does that bring anything to your mind? If you're a Christian, it should. Because there is a passage in the Bible found in Revelation chapter 13. It talks about a beast, a beast empire, and the leader of that beast empire, called the beast, who will gain dominion over the earth. And that dominion will be so great that he will compel every man, woman, and child to worship him. And they will. Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And they will essentially worship him. He is a counterfeit Messiah. He's going to gain such favor, such power. And he's not going to do it through his own power. He's going to do it, as the prophet Daniel said, it's going to be through Flattery, And the leaders of ten regional governments of the world are going to delegate their authority to him because he appears to be the one who can deliver humankind and bring us into global peace and prosperity. Shalom, the very thing that the shepherds were told by the angels there on the, on the hills of Bethlehem that would be characteristic of the ministry of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Revelation 13 goes on to tell us that he'll have a false prophet, this beast, this antichrist figure that the Apostle Paul refers to as the son of perdition. He'll have a false prophet going to perform a variety of different miracles, and uh, people are going to be awestruck. People are easily awestruck these days, it seems, even Christians, easily moved, easily succumb, because we've become almost totally emotional. Instead of being ruled by our faith, we're ruled by our feelings. Feelings have become Lord, and our faith has taken very short shrift. The market has become the master, and the master has become little more than something just standing in the place like a mascot for our faith. And then the Bible tells us in Revelation 13 that in order to accomplish his nefarious ends, to unify the world finally, so that this massive one-world global government, which will be as if it were the ultimate utopian rebuilding of the tower, the ancient tower of Babel that God destroyed, or just allow them to keep them from uh, building it, no, they're going to unify. This is going to be History's final effort, Satan's final effort to unify humankind on his behalf. When God, through his Holy Spirit, has been seeking to unify mankind according to Jesus Christ, unify them in the truth, thy word is truth, not so with Satan. He wants to unify according to feelings, That's what the whole cancel culture thing is about. Dividing and conquering, friends. These are all part of the bigger picture. But so is the COVID vaccine. Ultimately, there will be a mark. People have wondered, what would that mark be? For years, ever since the uh, uh, computer chip was created... It has been believed that it was going to be this computer chip and there was going to be inserted all kinds of different pictures, writings, and so on have been proposed. Bill Gates has proposed probably the most reasonable and far-reaching iteration of this ever conceived through his patent filed with the U.S. Patent Office on March 13, 2020. We write about that in our book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. In fact, it was the last thing to be inserted in that book because it occurred right at the end, just as it was ready to go to press. That's how current that book is. Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. Do you think it might have some relevance for this moment? Indeed it is. This vaccine, friends, is merely being used as a device to test whether through force or threat of force, the American people and people worldwide will submit and go along in the majority with a mandate of government that is not intent on their best interests, but intent on their own power. That's where we stand. This is not sensationalism. We're not trying to sensationalize anything. Just telling you the way it is. We have to be willing to tell the truth. We have to be willing to discern what's really going on. God has given us, not the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind And we need to be able and willing to discern so that we don't justify just going along to get along. So the question is, what will you do? If they say that you have to get the vaccine to continue at your job, what will you do? If they tell you that your child cannot go back to college or, or school or any do anything else unless they get the vaccine, what will you do? And on what basis will you make the choice? Now, I'm not here to tell you that this vaccine is the mark of the beast. But what I am going to tell you and am telling you is that this is the trajectory to prepare you to receive that mark. Question, will you pass the test? Will you pass the test? The Bible is very explicit about this in uh, Revelation chapter 13 and then again in Revelation 14 that those who receive the mark in their right hand or in their forehead, whatever that happens to be, will then be authorized, given authority, ability to buy, to sell, and uh, to conduct business, and to seemingly have their needs met as the government then, the global government, under the soon-to-be-revealed counterfeit Christ, Antichrist, promises peace and prosperity, promises to meet all your needs, to save you from your cultural sins, and so on. So you will you receive his offering of the mark? Because if you don't, the consequences will be grave, on the earth that is. Because no man will be able to buy or sell if he doesn't have that. Just like you might not be able to go back to a current job right now unless you have the vaccine. I want you to think about the consequences. You and I must be prepared. And that's why on this program, we're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. And that hour is upon us. You receive the mark, and you will have pledged your allegiance forever, as an act of worship to the Antichrist. Get a copy of the book "Antichrist: How to Identify the Coming Imposter." It's a twenty-two dollar book. Yours for twenty-two dollars on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Call us one eight hundred Save USA. One eight hundred Save USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. Add $5 for postage and handling. Do it today. Don't delay. You need to be about reading and preparing the way of the Lord in your life. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner. God bless and be a blessing.
0: You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.